First, though, to Brazil, where police say they've arrested the three men responsible for a horrific crime in Rio de Janeiro. An American woman and her French companion were abducted and held for six hours after getting on a public transit van in Rio. She was gang-raped, and both victims were severely beaten and robbed. The story is eerily reminiscent of the gang rape that sparked massive protests in India just a few months ago. Jacqueline Pitengui directs the Brazilian advocacy organization Sepia, which focuses on violence against women. The reaction has been of horror and at the same time deep surprise, not only to the violence, the disaster upon this woman and her companion, but also because before it happened to her, the same man had raped another woman, and that woman had gone to a special police station to attend victims of violence, and they didn't start an investigation. What have people been saying about what appears to most objective views a a double standard, taking care of the American woman who was raped, but not the Brazilian student? I don't think people are perceiving this as a double standard, because this is not the norm. Usually these police stations would have persecuted or started an investigation. The head of the police officer and another one were immediately fired. This is not a regular behavior that happens in these kind of public transportations called vents, which are some sort of alternative to regular buses. Can you just explain a little bit more about these informal buses? I mean, I guess we'd call them gypsy cabs here in the U.S., but these are more like gypsy vans. How do these informal bus systems work? The public transportation does not meet the demands, especially at rush time. So these vans started working, and they're much uh, faster because they don't stop so many places. And now what this episode is also showing is that, that there has been a lack of control to know who is conducting each van. This van was not registered as a van to do public transportation. And these guys had rented it from a person who apparently has nothing to do with what happened. So there's a number of irregularities that uh, make you feel very vulnerable in relation to the lack of control of what happened. What can you tell us about the three men in custody? Apparently, they did not have criminal records. They were a low middle class. They were not, you know, very poor. Mm. You just have three perverted men together using a means of transportation to get some money and also to rape women. Because today I was just reading the newspaper and a third victim came out. Wow. And she took the van to go back to her house. Apparently it's an 18 years old girl. And she was raped, but she didn't tell her parents. She didn't tell anyone. She was afraid to tell. She said she took a bath. So this is possible that other women might have suffered this same kind of violence. After that horrific rape and murder in India, many activists there really focused heavily on the legal shortcomings that don't give women enough protection in India and victims justice. For you, what's the most important thing that needs to be addressed in Brazil to address the issue of sexual violence? Well, I think the most important thing to be addressed is the change of culture. I mean, I would say that Brazil is advanced. We do not have honor killings. But 
I think that the the change of culture in terms of masculinity, the idea of superiority over women, it's particularly dangerous in a moment that more and more women are equal to men in so many spheres of life. So I think that a cultural change is very much needed. Now, in terms of immediate goals, we should really make sure that these special police stations for which uh, women's movements have fought so much, they, sh- they have to work. You cannot have a police station where a woman go make a complaint and nothing happens. Jacqueline Pitangui, sociologist and director of the Brazilian advocacy group SEPIA, thanks for your time. Thank you very much.